And beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is your source, always one-stop shop for common sense conservative values. As we say every day, it's not complicated. We've got lots of room at the table for you to join the family. Uh, we got a good show today. The theme is lying. You know, this is not a difficult thing to piece together at three in the morning. <laughs> it really isn't. All I do is I open up my computer and I look at all of the different things going on. And there's this common theme. Always it comes out. And this is the one that is so infuriating when you realize what we're up against in this country and all these scumbags who are getting in the way and trying to tell you, no, 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 we need to go this direction instead. And they lie, lie, lie. Liars can't stop lying is the theme today. Lots of newsworthy and timely examples for you. Hey, remember Wendy Bell Radio Network app if you want to. Follow along on the live video. Join the chat. Wendy Bell Radio podcast. Join us. Download that. And uh, like, follow, share. Give us a five-star review. But thanks for being here and coming back day after day. We really appreciate you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I think it's human nature. I think we all do it. In fact, I've read studies that submit that a couple hundred times a day, we lie. Little white lies, little nuanced lies to make people feel better, to ease over uncomfortable situations. We do it in social settings. Sometimes we drop big whoppers on each other. 200. I was like, holy cow. Do I talk to enough people enough times in a day to lie that often? Because my vow to you on this program is to never do that. To you, And that is why we have this bond. So you can imagine when I Googled this morning, I'm like, there's got to be like a world championship lying competition, right? There's all sorts of other stuff. If we can do competitive eating and that's pretty normal in today's thinking, there's got to be a competition for lying. And there actually is. In fact, it's called the world's biggest liar competition. It's held every November in a place in England called Cumbria. And it's at a place called the Bridge Inn. And this has been going on for many, many, many years. 
I guess in the area, there was a, a guy who had a pub back in the 1800s, and he was known for telling a tall tale with every pint he served. And the lore of this guy kind of exploded and led to this kind of global competition. People fly in from all over the world for this thing, okay? Now, there are some rules at the world's biggest liar competition that's held in Cumbria, England. You can't have any props. You can't have any, like, cue cards, no scripts. Politicians and lawyers are not allowed to compete because basically those who run this competition uh, believe that politicians and lawyers lie for a living. So why would we trust them here to compete in a regular fashion? So this is amateur, strictly amateur. And the person who walks away is pretty is pretty popular, I'll say, in the area. I don't know if they get some monetary award or whatever, but the whole goal is in five minutes to lure the audience in, drop a whopper on them, and hold it through the end. They vote, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you get free pints for a year. Who knows? I'm thinking, why do we need to go so far away and wait for November when we have, ladies and gentlemen, in Davos, Switzerland, Lurch himself, John Kerry, spewing out lie after lie in front of Klaus Schwab and all of his dirtbag minions, talking to all of us from the the auspices of the World Economic Forum, telling us all what's going to change with this new global world order. This particular whopper is laden with many layers of suck. It's only about 30 seconds long. But I think if we're going to talk about how many people are lying to us, let's start with the liar-in-chief, John Kerry. Go. And right now, solar and wind kill fossil fuel, particularly when you look at the true cost of that fuel. (laughs) You, You tell me the cost of the ocean warming from coal dust. What's the cost of the acidification of the ocean? What's the cost of the 7 million people a year who die because of the bad quality of air that is coming from coal burning? I mean, you run the list of real costs. This is a no-brainer. And we have to do a better job of putting those real costs out there. So John Kerry telling us that coal uh, ash, coal pollution kills... Seven million people every year. That is phenomenal information. It's highly dubious, of course. So we decided to dissect just a little bit what the former climate czar of the United States, Biden administration, has just dropped on everybody as though it is fact. Now, these people who think that they know better than you because they're wealthier than you, they've been elected or they're bureaucrats, they've been appointed, they've been in this lifetime of politics and yuck in the swamp, they think they have carte blanche to drop whatever whopper they they want on you. Now, when you get into the nuance of climate garbage, though, this is particularly noxious, if you will. So let's go a little bit. You know, I was wondering, golly, if there is such a correlation between coal pollution and death like what that's crazy that's gotta mean that the places that have the most coal pollution would have among the highest death rates or the shortest life expectancies wouldn't we expect that i mean just being a novice climate observer that's what i was thinking so i went into that machine that al gore invented And I found that there is one going away leader, global leader in coal fired power plants. That would be China. One thousand one hundred forty two of them, to be precise. U.S., United States, number four. We've got two hundred and ten. 
So if China has five times the coal-fired power plants than we have, and John Kerry's going to tell us, oh my gosh, we are dropping all over the place because of the stuff this is putting into the air. China's really got to be hurting with that life expectancy, right? They have among the highest life, average life expectancy in the world. Men live an average of 81 years. Women, 87 years. So a baby born today in China has a, a life expectancy as a little girl to live 87 years. Wait a minute. They're the biggest coal polluters in the world. That's so weird. How do they compare? Well, considering they're number third, number three. In the United States, we're way, 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 way down. And we only have one-fifth their coal-powered plants. In the United States, women live 79 years. Not the 87 in China. Men, really, terrible. 73 and a half years compared to the men who live 81 in China. So, John Kerry, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And also what doesn't make a whole lot of sense is why if we're going to talk about pollution and death and all this other stuff, why don't we talk about what has happened? That is so mysterious, that is eluding all of these scientific wizards of genius. What happened from 2019 to 2021 that dropped the U.S. life expectancy by 2.4 years? Was it coal? Right? Was it your stove? Was it auto pollutant? No, ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly where I'm going with this. In fact, all of this nonsense that's reported about the quality of life and lifespan so much is just dripping with lies. You cannot believe anything you hear or read. So John Kerry, who has made a living flying around the world like bloated Al Gore telling everybody else how they need to live because you're polluting with such number of cubic metric, blah, 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 right? Nobody ever says, prove it. Prove it. Because you know what? I Googled that number. Seven million coal pollution. You know what you find? All sorts of rando journals that come up that say estimated suggested scientists believe it is thought that there seems to be a connection to, that's not science ladies and gentlemen that's called manipulation propaganda lie fair and we're going to get an awful lot of it today on this program remember consider the reputation of the person speaking to you do you already not believe them chances are you can't when they open up their mouth number two if they're trying to control something that you're doing and they're dropping all sorts of facts and figures on you, a lot of them in repetition, do you believe that those have actually been vetted, that there's actual science there, that anybody has ever said, prove it? Well, I can tell you, the answer is no. And when we come back, we're going to do something very interesting, I think. We're going to open the door to some truth and almost dare, truth and lies, Something going on in New York City you need to know about. In fact, New York State. This is one of those stories where people who lie get away with it. And those of us who tell the truth are stuck footing the bill. 
Just ask New York taxpayers who just found out they've got to pay Andrew Cuomo more than half a million dollars. Oh, that's a good jumping off point, friends. Next on the Windy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's this whole idea for thee, but not for me. You have to do this. I don't. But if you think about why I don't, I'm so much more important. And I need to be able to fly in my private jet all over the world. Bill Gates has said this. The the amount of carbon that my charitable philanthropic donations have proverbially uh, erased. I am owed actually from this planet. So what if I eat a cow a day or <laughs> whatever? So so what if I rape the earth for for these rare minerals, right? Who cares? I've given money, and so therefore I get to live lavishly, and I get to preach to everybody else about how they ought to do what I'm not doing. That's legitimately an argument in this world today. How insane is that? Can you imagine if you had multiple children and you treated them all completely differently? There was no continuity, no consistency. They didn't know what was right, what was wrong, because what was right for one is wrong for another. That is the world today. And it is intended to make you feel as though I did several years ago when I woke up and had vertigo and was like, what? And was spinning in my bedroom. I couldn't tell which way was up. That's what they need you doing. Because when you're off balance or when you're angry, right? When you get fighting with each other, they get to do all the garbage that they're doing, which they're outlining in Switzerland right now. By the way, I want to know how Brian Kemp flew over there. Because if a penny of U.S. taxpayer dollars went there, I want a refund. And I'm sure that the New York taxpayers feel like they've just gotten kicked in the butt with this news today. New York Post, first of all, that Andrew Cuomo thinks that being the scumbag hack that he is, the womanizing alleged womanizer that he is who makes his female staffers feel gross, allegedly, that he should get back into public office, the guy who made millions of dollars off of a book, basically patting him on the sel- himself on the back for killing elderly people in nursing homes in New York during COVID, and that he got an Emmy Award for this? Like, really? This guy is a, a true piece of work, and we're so used to it. Headline, New York taxpayers fork over $565,000 to Cuomo campaign for legal fee reimbursement. So Andrew Cuomo, who has been credibly accused by multiple women of being gross, And all sorts of other things that he has been doing behind the scenes that caused him to step away and give New York Kathy Hochul, sorry, right? He doesn't have to pay for it. He doesn't have to pay for his legal defense because he was never convicted, never found guilty. Don't you love those loopholes? I bet the January 6th defendants would like one judicial decision to go their way. Here's your story. New York taxpayers cut disgraced ex-governor Andrew Cuomo a check for over half of a million dollars this week as reimbursement for his legal fees. This protected class, this cocoon that they are in where they can do no wrong that's big enough. That's how you get clods like 
Bob Menendez, who's credibly accepted bribes, who's been indicted now twice, and who sits and receives classified briefings as a U.S. senator of suck, right? And we're surprised by this. The Empire State paid Cuomo's campaign $564,918 this week, according to campaign finance records first reported by Politico. The state is required to cover the cost of legal expenses for current or former elected officials who ultimately aren't convicted. The influx from the reimbursement recharged Cuomo's campaign war chest. Why does this guy have anything, period, to a massive, you ready? $7.8 million. And what does this guy plan to do with the $7.8 million? Run again. Maybe against Eric Adams to be mayor of New York City. Because that's exactly what the residents in the Empire State deserve. Taxes are out of control. You've got homeless veterans on the street. You have veterans who are in their 80s and 90s being pulled out of their assisted facilities, assisted living homes, so that migrant families can be placed there. You have students booted from their high school who aren't allowed to go to their winter dance because their gym has been transformed into a holding ground for, what, 1,800 people who shouldn't be here? You have drugs out the wazoo. You have crime out of control. And Andrew Cuomo, who thinks this is his time to swoop in and save the day. You get the sock that you vote for and until new york residents say i don't think so get out it is continuing to be a hellscape we can scratch our heads all the time what happened to the population of new york everybody's leaving my worry is that they're all going somewhere warm where i want to go and they're going to take their lousy democrat policies with them no no stay in new york That's cool. This is the story. It's unfair. It's made to be unfair. It is predictably unfair. Andrew Cuomo gets anything he wants. People who protested outside the Capitol on January 6th rot in prison. And some of them didn't even go inside. Fair, huh? Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. One of the biggest liars of today is a JV spokes hack for the Biden administration. Brett Baer with Fox News with the random act of journalism. Weird. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Now, I started getting this weird feeling a couple weeks ago when I was listening to John Fetterman, a senator from Pennsylvania who lives like 15 minutes from my house, right? And uh, starting to agree with him. He was saying things that made sense. And I was like, wait a minute. The one guy, aside from Mitch McConnell, who's got brain damage in the Senate, right? Who had a stroke, who's clearly had cognitive issues and 
obviously is working them out is making more sense than anybody else right now. And we were mystified. We played seven different audio clips, things from the acquisition of U.S. Steel by a Japanese company because... That's super good for American defense uh, to to things like funding Israel and this nonsense pushback. Well, not nonsense, but the pushback against this pro-Palestinian garbage that is threatening so many Jews in this country. All of it. And then John Fetterman said something else about the border. Absolutely crisis. Don't understand why in the Senate we can't be real. It's a freaking crisis, he said. I'm paraphrasing, but it's kind of he's kind of said it like that. Right? I'm thinking to myself, what the heck? Something really weird is going on. Look, this thing going going down, 300,000 people in December crossing over that we know of, if we believe the numbers. And then, you know, I believe that as much as I believe the scientific nature in the NFL when they bring out the sticks, right? Because that's not at all arbitrary. It's totally arbitrary, right? This whole border thing, though. There's a JV squad member named Quentin Folks. Quentin Folks is a guy who speaks for the White House. And they bring him out, and I think specifically, I think specifically, certain people are, are brought out by the administration who check certain boxes so that if you should say anything like, this guy is a blithering moron. Well, that's racist. You can't say that. He's black. Well, I'm not saying it because he's black. I'm saying it because he's telling us more lies. And these lies upon lies are extraordinarily distasteful. And they are wrong. And they are dangerous. I want you to hear a give and go between Fox News' Brett Baer, who's dead to me and was at Arizona in 2020, who has this weird epiphany, like some lightning has struck the building at Fox News and all of a sudden he's like, oh, remember, tell the truth. What? And he says, he pushes back when this Quentin Folks guy tries to say that the, that the border really isn't a big deal. That it's not, certainly it's not Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden has tried to act immediately. He's been in it since the beginning. He's tried to get stuff done. He's told Congress, but it's Republicans. Donald Trump, he's done nothing. And then all of a sudden he drops the kids in cages whopper, right? This could go down. He could possibly be the victor of the world's biggest liar competition in Cumbria, England, if it was held today. Here's audio soundbite number one. We're going to cut it up. This is only like a minute and 42 seconds long, the give and go. But it is so worthy of our dissection. And we shall now. So Brett Bear begins by saying, look, more and more people in this country uh, see what's going on at the border and they say this is a serious problem, a crisis. Can we not at least, Quentin, agree that there's a problem? Listen. Independents and Democrats now list immigration high on the on their list as well of issues that are important to them. They do call it a crisis. The president does not. Either does the Department of Homeland Security secretary. And if you look at the Trump administration time handling the border versus what the Biden administration is doing with the border and the policies that they've changed, it seems like a weakness for the campaign. Well, that's a super Melba white bread way of saying it. What the hell are you people doing at the border is kind of where I would go. But I'm not a Fox News hack. So then there's that. So Donald Trump's numbers, Joe Biden's numbers, chaos all over our country. 
shipping of people all over the place. Oh, it's so inhumane. This is a Biden administration policy. It's purposeful. You guys want this. You can't say, Quentin, that this isn't a serious campaign problem. Or can he? Here's Biden's spokesperson, Quentin Folks. Go. Well, first of all, Brett, what I would say about uh, immigration is that we have to look back. Donald Trump had four years uh, to do something on the border, um, and he did nothing. <laughs> ah, you know, it's just so dang predictable. If you're going to lie and you're going to lie poorly, you have to have sort of that scapegoat punching bag whipping boy in the wings. Well, for eight years, it's been Donald Trump. I mean, guy hasn't been in office in three plus years, right? So <laughs> why not? We'll just go. He's not done anything. Well, so we did a little digging. You know how I like research. You know, when people are going to drop BS, it's good to dig a little bit. So we held our nose and we went fishing. So if you go to customsandborderpatrol.gov, cbp.gov, there is a treasure trove of information. If you can believe it, I'm on the fence about that. Being that it's our best source of information, I'm going to tell you what I found. And I'm not even going to use December, this December, which has been the worst day, the worst month, rather, for border invasion crossings uh, in the history of the Border Patrol record keeping at more than 300,000 people. We're going to go back to fiscal year 2020 under Donald Trump. We're going to go back to October and November of 2020. All right. 33,402 people in October of 2020. 33,524 people encountered in, dis in November. Just shy of 67,000 migrants in those two months under Donald Trump. If we look at fiscal year 2024, October and November under Joe Biden. 240,986, 242,418 for more than 483,000 migrants who encountered a Border Patrol agent and got entry into the United States, because they all are. Come on in. So 67,000 under Trump, 483,000 under Biden. That is a 720% increase. So, Quentin, I'm so sorry when you say Donald Trump did nothing for four years at the border. We have now debunked you. And Brett Baer is not the only one who's smelling this. Quentin continues with the kids in cages line. Listen to this. Go. Um, and then right now what we have, uh, in fact, Donald Trump put uh, immigrants in cages. He separated families, worked at the president. Joe Biden has gotten to work okay. still putting those families back together. But when it comes to Hold on. immigration, wait a second. You're not saying that the, the situation in immigration and the border is better under the Biden administration than it is under the Trump administration? Is that what you're saying? Kids in cages. He separated families. I mean, you saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She was down here crying. She said that women were drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> so stupid. Right. I mean, how dumb do they think we are? Well, Quentin Folks must be pretty dumb, but he's trying to sell it. Kids in cages. Brad Bear was like, whoa, yo, you're trying to tell me that the situation now is better than it was under Donald Trump? Really? And then Brad Bear continues. Listen. What I'm saying to you is that President Biden took office. 
uh, sent a comprehensive immigration reform package to Congress. They have refused to pass it or do anything on it. They are grandstanding <laughs> Quentin, and Quentin, playing political games. He switched Remain in Mexico. Boom. Remain in Mexico policy, he flipped. Mm -hmm. uh, release, catch and release, mm -hmm. he flipped. Of course, there was Title 42. We had all sorts of things that we were doing. Donald Trump was keenly aware of the issue. He knew what was coming. That's why he said he wanted to build the wall. Dude's always like five years ahead of us, right? How does he do that? So Brett Baer, in a random act of journalism, pushes back, which is somewhat refreshing. But our buddy Quentin Folks is not done yet. He's going to jump in here and double down on this whole idea that evil man Donald Trump rounds up people, right? Like the like the lassos. Remember that story? The Border Patrol agents with the they were whipping migrants and with no evidence except a photo that was deceptive to see. People like Maxine Waters, people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris said, this is unacceptable. Quentin Folks is going to continue. Go. Uh, he changed Donald, the border Donald Trump situation. Rounded up, Donald Trump rounded up immigrants, separated <laughs> families and put them in cages. That's not how we treat. Human there are beings. more kids President Biden, in President custody Biden. under the Biden administration than there were under the Trump administration. Well, not to mention, we could easily debunk this, Quentin, by going back and looking at the photographs that you guys use. They were from Obama's administration. Everybody knows that. He's so J. He might actually be on the freshman team. JV might be a bit of an advancement for our friend Quentin Folks. And then finally, can you at least, Mr. Folks, tell the truth and say that what's going on is an unmitigated disaster or at least a problem for you guys in this administration? Do you President know that? Biden. And so, listen, you have to concede that immigration is a vulnerability for the Biden campaign. Can't you concede look, that? What, look, what we concede is that President Biden is working on this issue and that Republicans <sighs> in the House are playing political games and doing Donald Trump's bidding so that no real results get done. Talking points, political games, Donald Trump. Only thing they didn't put in there is that he's he's going to seek revenge. What is he going to do? He's looking for some mercenary army to support his rogue, tyrannical ways. He's a threat to democracy. Everything that we're going through is already a threat to democracy. There is no democracy when people like Andrew Cuomo can can be dirtbags and, and have their bills paid. Th there is no democracy when people like, like Bob Menendez can make half a million dollars and keep it in his clothing in his in his closet in addition to getting a new car and bends for his new wife and gold bars and get away with it with not even a slap on the wrist. But if you were to step out of line one way or another, particularly if you're a conservative, I mean, God forbid you should not wear a mask at a school board meeting. They've got the freaking sheriff on speed dial. He's standing there like a thug to arrest you. You want to go, you want to go touch women, sniff women. You want to go make women feel uncomfortable, Angie? Well, you go on ahead. We'll cover your legal bills. Ew. So who do we have now? So we have John Kerry. <laughs> we have Andrew Cuomo. We have Quentin Folks. And I'm not even a full hour into the program, ladies and gentlemen. The lies, the lugubrious and stunning lies are going to continue. In fact, one actual truth today 
is pushing back against the lie that we need to give minorities extra help to succeed. What a dangerous idea in the land of the free. But you know what? That's not what black Americans want. Oh, a new poll. Very uncomfortable for the left. I've got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, this whole lie, which is so racist, it's so derogatory and demeaning to minorities, telling a group of people that you need help, that you're not smart enough, you're not able enough, you're not competent enough to do it without some help, is so absolutely insulting. Insulting! And some polls coming out are suggesting that black voters feel very similarly. I got this article on the Daily Caller News Foundation. So dailycallernewsfoundation.org. And I want to read this to you. So there's an argument that allowing or creating different benchmarks for different kinds of applicants to get into school, which has been going on forever... Affirmative action, call it what you will. That is just so antithetical to who we are. And even black people push back against this. Majority of black Americans approve of the Supreme Court striking down race-based admissions. I wouldn't want to be a a black student, uh, you know, applying to college and, and getting in somewhere with without the rigorous accomplishments and academic record of somebody who is my age who's a white person or an asian person who ends up getting denied that's not i don't want to win a race by by kicking the guy running next to me and knocking him down and this is exactly what all of this nonsense is about but let's not get lost in the weeds of how dangerous this is. Raising a generation of young minorities to believe that they are inherently screwed the minute they try and that trying is irrelevant. So we're going to have to bend the rules so that we can accommodate you. Ah, how awful. More than half of black Americans approve of the Supreme Court striking down race-based admissions, according to a Tuesday Gallup poll. And this is going against the lie that this somehow makes it fair. The Supreme Court ruled in June that race-based admissions in two separate cases at Harvard and at the University of North Carolina violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. And a new poll reveals that the decision is broadly popular with the American people, with more than two thirds of Americans saying it was mostly a good thing, as well as 52 percent of black Americans. Full stop. Why is it always these liberal white do-gooders, these educated people and we have a story coming up later in the program that suggests there is a correlation between more education and making dumber decisions truth 
The, the idea that we have to rig a system is inherently unequal. It inherently gives someone a benefit over someone else. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is all a front. It's a cover. It's a shell game. It's some garbage business model that's based on a very dangerous lie. And if I were a black American or if I were Hispanic, I would be deeply, deeply offended by all of this. Among Americans, 48% of Asian adults say the ruling by the Supreme Court to say enough with the race-based admissions policies will have a positive impact. Asians have gotten so, so royally hosed by these policies. Why should the Asian community, which has the secret sauce, why are we not modeling the Asian family where moms and dads stay together, where education is of supreme importance, where accomplishment and all we can say this thing, the same thing about people who come here from India. This dogged work ethic with the support of parents who stay together, even though oftentimes marriage is complicated and gets dirty. But the value of that family unit, that is the secret sauce. That's what they slather on the Big Mac. That's the flavor. That's the, that's the key. And yet everywhere, everywhere we look in this country, we have white liberals, usually college educated, almost exclusively holier than thou, smug Rachel Maddow acolytes, telling us that we need to do things to make things easier for other people. But the people who we're supposed to be making it easier for, the majority of whom say, stop it. Stop it. That's a powerful message today. 57% of Asian adults say the ruling will make colleges much, much less or slightly less diverse as well as 49% of black adults. Well, what are we looking for? Are we looking for diversity or are we going to actually have an honest conversation about the failure of the public school system in the United States of America? It is a failure that is allowed by the Democrat Party because they make money off of it. The teachers unions don't care about your kids. They care about the cash. They care about creating the next generation of clone troopers. They care about the indoctrination. They care about the crazy. And until we have a real conversation about that, ladies and gentlemen, none of this jazz is going to matter. The lie of equity and inclusion and fairness. Whew. All right, don't go anywhere, because when we come back, hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program, remember when Donald Trump on Monday called out the media for its pervasive lying? Well, I've got a story that illustrates it beautiful from Atlanta, Georgia. Don't miss it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Music. 